What is going on, FML? And we are back. FML Total Access, Season 19, Episode 1. We about to start uh, Season 3, Year 3, uh, in this Madden 2022 cycle. I got my guy Jerome with me. Jerome, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Glad to be back. All right, so we're just going to just go. Yeah, it's just... um. Last season we had some some stuff going on with the holidays and all that stuff. We couldn't really do too much, but we starting this one early, um, season nineteen, episode one, right at the beginning of the season. So let me just go over the topics real quick. We're gonna wrap up the playoffs and the off season, um, that end of season one, and then we're gonna do like a season two preview. We're gonna talk about power ranking. And we're gonna give you guys some hot takes, some division predictions. We're just gonna chat and chill, man. So let's get straight into it. Season one recap, man. Let's talk about playoffs, man. This 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 playoffs was was kind of wild. We've seen a lot of new faces, a lot of first timers making deep playoff runs. Talk to me, man. It it was insane. This is probably one of the weirdest playoff races I think I've ever seen in FMO. Just because, like you said, a lot of new faces, teams, and users that we didn't expect to go as far as they did, um, and you could just see it kind of like in the wild card round, and it ended up leading to the Super Bowl as well with. Obviously, we have a new champ who is new to FML or fairly new to FML. So, definitely interesting to see the competitiveness just continuing to to strengthen in FML. Yeah, and and I and I agree with you. You can see the divisions. Um, a lot of new faces, man. Um, in the NFC, just to, just to point some some out that jump out uh, uh off the charts to you right now. Two rookies in the NFC. Well, they're not rookies anymore. They're veterans now, but that was their their, their full um, rookie season. They made the playoffs, the playoff runs, um, NFC Championship, and then we had uh, the Bills and the Ravens. You know who usually get in the playoffs? They they usually make like a quick exit in the in a wild card round in the first round. They made deep playoff runs, so we're seeing guys you know step up and get even more competitive. Guys that. We we uh, we expected, you know what I mean? We expect competitiveness because that's what we preach most of the time, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But we've seen them guys, like, literally step up and, and show that, you know, in the beginning of the season, a lot of people said it was going to be um, Browns and Jags in the AFC Championship every time. You know what I mean? They said it's nobody else in that division. I mean, in that conference. And then now we see how deep the AFC uh, conference really is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's just go off. Um, let's just go over some of these these playoff games, man. Um, let's do the AFC first. The first matchup we got the Bills versus the. T- <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just laugh when it's a saying, man. This is a, it's just a funny situation. I love it. All right, so we got the Bills. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, no, no. Go ahead. We got the Bills versus the Texans. Every time I say Texans, it just makes me laugh. So we got the Bills versus the Texans. And the Texans got absolutely stomped. So we heard the term playoff jumper ro- roaming around. You know what I mean? So he said he didn't. He lost the division, which he claimed he was supposed to win, right? He lost that division. So now he said he's focused on playoffs. It's more to it than the division, right? So he gets absolutely smacked 55 to 28. This is, this is playoff jumper we're talking about in a playoff game. And he's getting blown out by 30. 55 it, point cap on his head, man. It's it's a waste of a playoff spot, man. Like, 
Somebody else should have had that spot, right? <laughs> right. Like, Sorrento did better when he ended up being under 500 in the first season, him with the Patriots, and he gave the Jags a run for their money in the wild card. Um, Could have gave he, Raiders a shot. Right. He had a better, like, Raiders probably would have given a much better performance versus the Bills. And you have a dude that, uh, a coach that is, is claiming himself to be playoff jumper, and, and he was, you know, announcing himself as the division winner after a 4 0 start to the season. But after starting off 4-0, he went 9-8, didn't win the division. The Jags started off 1-6 and ended up winning the division. Like you said, all the focus went to the playoffs. And I don't know where that focus was. He, he spent like two days watching film on Boogie. And it, <laughs> it didn't seem to work out because playoff jumper got shut down immediately. That's an imaginary term at this point because he got annihilated. And we all saw the aftermath <laughs> within that organization. But – um a lot of a lot of respect lost for that organization, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh Bills 55-28. The Bills absolutely ran through the Texans. Um the Chiefs Ravens. I'm not sure if this was an it's, it, no, I'm not gonna this is not an upset. Obviously, tough battles. Ravens has been a tough team. You know, we called them the Avengers. Um they really turned things around at the end of the season. Uh running the ball making it happen. And listen, I'm going to just go out straight forward and I'm going to apologize, man. I'm going to be a man about it. I'm going to apologize to the Ravens coach Iota. But in a way, I think I kind of you know, gave him some 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 free game. You know what I mean? Because he, when yeah. he got Saquon, he was under like 10 carries a game. And as soon as I started talking, because it wasn't about the trade, really. It was really about what, making it. a tra- Yeah, paying so much for a guy and underutilizing them. But, yeah, I'm going to go out. He made, It was a great move, and people are starting to realize that the run game, how important the run game is in the playoffs. So we've seen that from Iota, man. He stepped up, and Saquon had an amazing um, wild card round, beat the Chiefs 28-18, to and, and just talk about defensively. We're talking about Chiefs, who's, you know, the top offense in the league, top five every every single season. And literally, the Ravens control that game, dominated that game uh, the whole time. Yeah, and, you know, I think I spoke about it, too, uh, after he started to perform at a high level and after all the trades that this season was was a Super Bowl appearance or bust for, for, the, for this Ravens organization because they put so much work into organizing, like you said, it, the Avengers. Um, and I think he started to kind of show that team at full strength in the playoffs. Unfortunately, it came to a halt um, in the AFC Championship. But just him kind of, you know, showing us what he could do with that talent on the roster was definitely impressive. Um, and Saquon was definitely a, a big factor in just him getting as far as he did in the playoffs alone. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's go over another game. Let's go to the Jags and the Bengals. This which, game surprised me. Yeah, which which a few, which a few people will, will maybe say it's an upset because we've heard on you know one of our one of our other shows, the guys called D called Debo a college team. <laughs> so yeah, we heard uh, already know SB called Debo a college team, and I feel like that kind of fueled them in and. It got him past the Jags. You know, he played he played really well, really good defense uh, the second half. 
because they was going um back and forth scoring in the first half. And the second half, you know, he he brought it. He he brought it. He uh shut him down. He got the 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 third down conversions when he needed it, when the clock was on his side. And he just did really well, man. Really impressive uh, playoff performance uh, by the Bengals. Yeah, and his defense, I feel like, also kind of led him as far as it did. One of, honestly, the better defenses I think I've seen in the AFC so far this year. Um, Like you said, I I feel like that whole college team um, announcement, claim, statement was just a huge fuel for him. And I feel like it's a big statement on his end, too, because – when we talked about the AFC North just beginning the cycle, Iota and, and Mac with the Ravens and the Browns were really the only two teams that pop, that stood out to us. Now you have Debo with the Bengals kind of an up-and-coming up coach and performing the way that he did, especially versus um, a red-hot Jaguars team who won, I think it was like, what, seven games in a row at one point? Eight games in a row. Eight yeah. games in a row, yeah. So for, for him to be able to do that um, and kind of stop them from – uh, continuing that hot streak was definitely impressive, um, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now we're gonna go to the, the Cardinals and Packers. The Packers uh, beat the Cardinals, and matter of fact, we when we get into the Super Bowl round, I'm gonna get into the the whole Packers situation. Packers beat the Cardinals. A uh, really good win by the Packers. Dominant defense. Uh, played really well. I don't know if you want to get into that game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about it. Uh, it was just, honestly, I feel like this was kind of the turning point for the Packers. Um, well, not really, actually. I feel like them beating the, the Vikings at some point was was a turning point for them before the end of the season because that kind of carried on for them to start off this playoff race. And whenever they met the Cardinals, who were also a really hot team, a lot of um, talent on that offense, probably one of the better offenses that we've seen. Kuzi's a, a great offensive-minded coach, um, especially in the past game. That defense, man, insane. And Mike Evans being traded to the Packers was just literally the last gem I feel like that they needed in order to make a run. So um, a great win to start off a deep playoff performance for the Packers. Yeah, I, I that's a really good game by the Packers, man. And I feel like his last couple games really set the tone for him to, to make that deep playoff run. So Vikings and Bears in this, I'm just going to say it was an upset. It was an upset. We've seen Bus play, you know, literally perfect, almost perfect football, play really good defense, uh, shut down a high-power Vikings offense that have been playing well all season. You know what I mean? And forced them into five turnovers. Anytime you can – Five five turnovers from this Vikings offense, who who's a team that really I think takes care of the ball well. Um, it was just a lot of fumbles. Kellen Mond fumbled twice, Dalvin Cook fumbled once, and then threw two intos, man. And that's just a recipe for disaster, especially in a playoff game. And and a good job by the by the Bears defense, man, forcing all those turnovers. Yeah, um, and like you said, that was one of the rookie coaches that we talked about earlier, kind of making uh, their first appearance in the playoffs and making a deep run. Um, but it was definitely surprising to see the team that that lost as bad as they did in the in the Super Bowl because it seemed like at the beginning of the season, the Vikings were struggling to find their identity again. But as the season went on, they started to pick it back up. But right before the playoffs hit, that's when they ran into the Packers. And after that loss, I just don't think that they recovered from it um, because they lost – the ability to have the number one spot in a bye week going into the playoffs. 
and that loss that they had within the, the division set up this loss as well. So I think the Vikings just started to hit a turn for the worst at the wrong time. Um, and like you said, turnovers, you're not going to win a playoff game when you have that many turnovers. So uh, I expect to see the Vikings back in the playoffs next season, but that's definitely tough. Um, you know, you came so close to winning a Super Bowl, just to be bounced out the first round the following season is definitely tough um, to come back from. Yeah. Really good game by the uh, by the Bears, man. Uh, Giants versus the Seahawks. I thought this was an upset, too. Not because because of the way the game went. Not because Giants won. You know, we we knew Giants could have could have pulled that one out. But the way they won dominant in dominant fashion, six points for the Seahawks. And I feel like the Seahawks leaned on DK all season and losing him right before the playoffs. I feel like he just didn't know what to do offensively. So yeah. that's that's just what really changed the game for him. You could see that the impact on that team because once DK went down, it was like okay, all the focus uh, shifted to the to the tight end. And once the tight end went down, it was like okay, this offense isn't going to go anywhere. And that was very apparent for the Giants when they played them that game, only keeping them to six points. Um, like you said, it, it wasn't exactly an upset because we knew that the Giants could get it done. But the fashion and the way that it happened was definitely an upset because the Seahawks had a really strong season up until the DK injury. So definitely a, a great win, though, by the Giants. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the divisional round, man. And this 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 was the round that really – you really made an emphasis on the playoffs. Like guys was really putting a stamp in that, that they're going to make that run, you know, get to the next the next level. Divisional, divisional we got the Bills – Beating the Bengals twenty to seven, so the Bengals got that win over the Jags, played really well, and then the Bills, again, dominating defense, man, holding the Bengals to only seven points. And just, just think about what I'm saying here. The Bengals were number one offensively uh, last season, so they they ended the season with the number one offense, and they were only they were held to seven points in this game, and this one I think it came down to turnovers also, again, so. A really good, a really good game by the Bills' uh, defense in both the wild card uh, and the divisional round. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of the games that the Bills won this season was due to the fact that they were able to force turnovers in key situations, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, some of the things that he did as the playoffs continued as well. So, but a great win, like you said, over um, the number one offense. I feel like this is what kind of got Boogie going for this playoff run because I don't think we've ever seen Boogie pass the first round, right? I think he's made it a few times, got his first win, and then he's been bounced ever since. So for him to get past the wild card and then the divisional was huge um, for him for his long tenure in FML. Yeah. Um, Browns-Ravens, bro. This this one was the probably the most shocking game all playoffs. Just Man. in the fashion. <laughs> and, and I know the Ravens have gave Mac trouble you know, the past two seasons. They split games um, both seasons. So we knew that the Ravens have a chance. And they lost the playoff game almost beating Mac by a field goal, which was their own fault missing that field goal. So we know the Ravens can get it done. Going to have to put a, put a pin in that missing field goal. So we're going to talk about that again. But the way, they, the way they played this game, man, the Ravens was so impressive. And like I said earlier, I got to apologize to Iota, man. He... With Saquon, it was the right move. He is using him the way he's supposed to. 20 carries this game. 
80 yards. He he just did extremely well, he, and he looked really good, and he just shut Mac down defensively. Nick Chubb couldn't do anything. 26 yards on 12 uh, carries, and I think that was really tough. Schwartz couldn't do much. He was un, he was under 50 yards. It was just a tough game. It was just a, a perfect game by the Ravens. Literally perfect game. Definitely a perfect game. It felt like we were watching Avengers Endgame with them coming back at Thanos because – that's exactly what happened. You know, we've referred to Mac and Thanos um, with the gauntlet, all those rings that he's got. But uh, definitely a big win for the Ravens. I feel like this is just con- going to continue to build a rivalry in the AFC North. Um, for him to be able to get over that hump and beat Mac in the playoffs is, is huge. And I feel like anytime somebody can beat Mac in the playoffs, that's big time because that's a multiple Super Bowl winning champ. And He's been in multiple Super Bowls, even the ones that he's lost. So that's and that's and that's actually playoff Mac, literally. Right. That's playoff Mac. He he got over, you know, twenty wins in the playoffs. That's play. That's playoff Mac. That's one person you can give the playoff name to. Mm-hmm. So really, really, really good um, statement win by Elder, and I feel like that's that set the tone for him, man. And I feel like. He put a stamp in the league that he is not a team, you know, to overlook. He's not a team to overlook. When you go in there, when you go into Baltimore, you you got to come prepared, man. You got to come prepared, and, and he showed that. All right, so Panthers Bears, another upset for the Bears, man, showing that they belong here, and you know they belong in the playoffs. And I'm expecting to see a lot from the Bears this season. They beat Aponte. 21 to 17. Um, another good game. Another good game by the Bears. This was not expected at all, especially with Aponte being able to, to make the comeback of getting the number one seed. Um, because we've seen him obviously make deep playoff runs, but last season he didn't make the playoffs. He tied with the Bucks, uh, stuck at third place at eleven and six, didn't make the cut. So for him to get that that first round by and win the division. That was huge. So I was expecting a deep playoff run from Aponte. So for the rookie bus to come in and put that to an immediate halt was definitely uh <laughs> eye opening. That was that was huge. Yeah, and I feel like that was that was his I feel like the first the wild card game was a stamp for him. You know, so beating the Vikings, that was that was big because the Vikings has been dominant uh, in that division. And the whole conference, you know, the past two seasons, thirteen and four, and then he went what sixteen and one. So he's really been playing really well. So he's obviously um, a top, a, one of the top dogs in the NFC. So to come away in your rookie season with two playoff wins against some, you know, some highly, some highly respected uh, coaches, that's just that's really good to see. And and again, it came down to turnovers. Forced Aponte who doesn't turn over the ball much into three turnovers. So I, I feel like that's that's what uh, get it done for the Bears. Uh, Packers, let's go over Packers Giants, 17-7. to seven. Another, dominant, another dominant defensive game for the Packers. And the Giants, who dominated in the wild card round um, versus the Seahawks, only held them to six, end up only scoring seven points. Really good defense by Doc. You know, forcing them into five turnovers. Five turnovers, man. Doc's defense has been incredible uh, on this playoff run so far. Wild card, divisional. We're going to get into the the championship round. But it's just been absolutely dominant. He didn't even have to do much uh, offensively. 
He didn't. Um, and, and it was definitely a defensive battle. So for him to come out on top, force all those turnovers. We've seen Daniel Jones and the Giants turn over the ball a lot um, throughout the season in crunch time. They won the division, but there was a lot of games where it looked like they kind of just gave it away because of the turnovers. I felt like this was one of those games, not to discredit Doc or the Packers at all, because they obviously had a very talented defense and a very talented team overall. But um, this this one hurt big time for, for the Giants because it just felt like they were just starting to re- repeat some some bad habits that trickled over from the regular season. Yeah, definitely. So, really good game by the Packers, man. Um, expect the Giants to to make another uh, playoff appearance. Obviously, that's a really tough division he's in with Dub and 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 Taco, and the Eagles seem to have a really good season. Also, almost making the playoffs, so they look to keep improving. They've been doing extremely well in the draft, so I'm definitely expecting some a little splash from the Eagles. All right, so let's get into the conference round, man. The Packers again, a dominant, a win over the Bills. We got two rookie coaches, which we spoke about, uh, Packers and Bears. We got Coach Doc and, and Coach Buss. Packers come away with the win. Um, again, defensive, a defensive game, a defensive battle, and it goes down to you know Packers defense again. Yeah, th- this defense has been the story of the whole playoffs. And, you know, defense wins championships. And so this, was, I feel like, was a big win for them. Just both of them making the NFC uh, Conference Championship as rookies was definitely um, a huge applaud to both of them. Um, but we saw two NFC North teams make it. So now it's kind of shaping up into a more competitive NFC North. I know I talked about the AFC North earlier, but the NFC North now looks a lot uh, more competitive, especially with um, – Technically, we've seen three teams make it to the NFC Championship for them. Yeah, and that's that's so. incredible, man. When you got three championship caliber teams in the NFC in one division, it's just it's it's the best division in the league. Just gonna go all right and say it. And the Lions, we've seen some nice stuff from the Lions too. So we'll see what happens with that. So Packers come away with the win over the Bears in the conference round, so they make it to the Super Bowl round. Um, Bills beat the Ravens. It was a lot of talk Ooh. going back and forth between the Ravens uh, and the Bills. The Ravens was hot, especially coming off a big win against probably literally, you know, one of the best users in the league, we could call, we could call them, if not the best, with six Super Bowls, which hasn't been done. Nobody's won over, over two Super Bowls. So to have three times more than the second uh, person in line, as the most Super Bowls, it's just it just shows the dominance there. So, and the Bills to get that win, man, is is a really good morale booster for them. That was a a really fun game to watch as well because it just it felt like anytime the Ravens started to get any type of momentum, the Bills were just able to force them into a turnover um, and get their offense back on the field or score defensively. But a lot of we saw a lot of missed extra points, missed extra points, missed field goals. There was a lot of points left off the board for the Ravens. So this is kind of a second season in a row for them where they kind of wonder, like, what if? Um, because I feel like they were definitely in good position to win this game. Uh, not to discredit the Bills because they had a phenomenal playoff run and a phenomenal regular season. But um, the Ravens definitely hurt themselves big time in this game, snow game. And the Bills, they just a little bit more better awareness when it came to p- playing in the snow because there's plenty of times where they had to take a field goal or extra point and they were able to convert on those. So it just came down to really converting and executing, and it was something that the Ravens failed to do. 
Yeah, really good win by the Bills. And let's get into the Super Bowl round. Packers versus Bills. This game came down to the wire, you know, and the Packers late game, they come away with a win, a big, a big t- uh, touchdown drive, you know, to give them to uh, to give them the lead, and they get their fo- uh, their first FML, uh, fearless bowl. Uh, I'm just gonna say con- congratulations to Doc, man. And like I said about Iota, I owe Doc an apology, dog, because <laughs> uh, he was on my pretender, and I think that's what fueled him, man, because he he was he he mentioned it a couple times. In the chat, he was my pretender, and he he literally proved me wrong. And I'm gonna be a man about it. I was wrong about him being being a pretender. Maybe it changed up his scheme a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, I'm, I'm, I'm giving dudes free game, man. I'm giving dudes free game. But yeah, Packers Packers contender all the way. And Listen, I gotta, I gotta watch my mouth when I talk about the, about the Packers, man. You bet. Uh, <laughs> every team so far that you've been giving advice to seems to be taking it, with the exception of maybe the Texans. But, uh, yeah, you could just see that this offense was completely different, especially in, in the Super Bowl. But this was a defensive battle, and really all the big plays started to come late in the third, early in the fourth. Uh, so it was definitely an exciting game to watch. Just the way it ended was just shocking. Um. And so for the Packers to win, definitely a big one for them. Um, it's tough for the Bills because this is the furthest they've made it in FML, you know, with how long they've been here. So that's definitely heartbreaking. But I expect the Bills to to make another deep playoff run next season. Yeah, Bills Bills has proved that they're the real deal. Bills has proved uh, that they're the real deal. They they It's not like they just running through, they're getting lucky. You know, sometimes you get lucky, you play this user so you, you get a – Lucky win, and you make a deep playoff run. The Bills is the real deal. They showed that they can hang and they can ball. Uh, the Pack is also real deal. The Bears is the real deal. Man, you know, a bunch of teams that we just mentioned, you know, Ravens is the real deal. Saquon is the real deal. So, uh, look to see some some those guys back in the playoffs. Uh, let's wrap up the offseason really quick. Let's go over the offseason really quick, and then we're going to do our season two uh, preview. What stands out to you this offseason? We had, a, obviously, a million trades. Oh, we, there's so many. Um, when I get into too many of them, I'll just kind of briefly talk about it. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just but, ones that stand out. It's been so many. Just the, ones that stand out. There's two teams this offseason that I felt like were doing everything they could just to trade. Like, it felt like the Ravens <laughs> and the Cowboys both which we've seen the Ravens every offseason so far just start making trades. And we're like, okay, he's just trying to – Yeah, we best. expect that from the Ravens. Right. Yeah. But, but, but for him, this time it was more so like him kind of unloading players that now he can't pay, which I said was going to happen. This was coming mm-hmm. down the line because he had way too many top-tier players on that team to start paying them. Um, and so now he was kind of dumping some players off and trying to make some moves to kind of keep the team stable, but at the same time getting rid of some of the big talent on his team. He lost Marlon Humphrey. Um, and some other guys. So for him to, to do that definitely hurts the team going forward, but at the same time kind of makes room for some of the other guys that he can pay. The Cowboys, though, they so they traded Dak. They traded Zeke. I get – I like the Diggs trade. I felt like that was a really good trade for them, with the exception of them giving up Zeke. It also really didn't make sense to me that the Bills have taken on Zeke when they have Bryce Love. 
Um, what I don't, I I kind of understand you get you getting a better running back. That makes sense. Yeah, to me. I mean it, it does. But, but they both have abilities, and I get it. You can do like a one-two punch, but um, what are you gonna do with Bryce now for the season when he had a phenomenal year last year? You know, so yeah, exactly. But the Cowboys trading, they they got you got Tony Pollard backing up Ezekiel Elliott, who's who Tony Pollard could literally. I've seen guys turn him into X Factor in literally the first season. Oh, I know I so, have. Yeah, exactly. So you got you get rid of Turning Pollard, you let him walk, you trade Zeke just to get another another running back. That's yeah. that's just what kind of confused me with that whole thing. And then you trade your quarterback, mm-hmm. you get Stefan Diggs. Who's gonna throw to him? You know, so it's, it's just the Cowboys, like you like you said. You feel like some teams just trade to trade. You feel like they just yeah trade to trade. You know what I mean? And, so, right. and it seemed like at some point he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm trying to make room for cap." But when you look at the players that he added on, the cap space didn't change. He took on Cam Akers. He took on Stephon Diggs with his massive contract. He let go of Zeke and Dak, but at the same time, he's still taking on these guys that are. It's you know there's a there's a medium there. There's not much of a shift in cap space for him right now. Um, I don't know. Yeah, why why it choose is. the Cowboys when you're just gonna get tired of seeking Dak? But <sighs> doesn't make sense to me. And then he and then he traded away Micah. Um, what's the name? I forgot his name. The linebacker who, who uh, literally Parsons. Could do, Parsons. Yeah, Micah Parsons. Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yeah, who literally could do everything. He could rush the pass, so he could drop back in coverage. He's just um. A unicorn man. He he can do it all, and you don't see that from a lot of linebackers. You you can find that. I'm not saying it's irreplaceable. You can it's find hard that. though. It's tough, but it's not easy to find a linebacker. Usually, it's they're one dimensional. You got uh, your speed rushers, your edge rushers. You got your coverage linebackers. He can do both. You know what I mean? So you don't got to make that. Sometimes you got to every play you pick, you got to make that sub. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to do that with this team. So we we saw some teams in trades try to better their team, right, to, to make their team start to be better next season. The Chargers did it. They added Ramsey. The Rams looked like they were trying to make a shift by by getting a different QB with Dak, make some plays happen, and open up cap by getting rid of Ramsey, okay? Like, that's fine. Yeah, it's good from the Rams, yeah. Right. Uh, Packers made a trade uh, getting rid of Aaron Jones to open up cap space, and now the Washington, who's one of the best running teams and running coaches that we've seen in FML, now has a top-tier running back again. Uh the and I Bucks. feel like that's what was holding Taco back, and I, I right. mentioned that. And I feel like I, I mentioned that uh, in the chat. I said, you know, guys are lucky that Taco doesn't have a top tier running back. Right. You know what I mean? Because he can't he can't utilize the team the, the way he wants. And I feel like sometimes it gets him into play action plays and forcing the pass. And guys don't respect that running the game when you don't have that top tier back. And I feel like he got that. He was running a system last season that he's used to, like a formula that he's used to running, but he didn't, I feel like, have the personnel to do it. A missing piece. Yeah, exactly. A missing ingredient to the formula. Exactly. I mean, and then, you know, just the list goes on, though. Like the Bucs added talent around Jordan Love. Um, uh, Atlanta added Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. So now they have probably one of the best offensives uh, on paper with probably one of the worst defenses on paper, but at the same time, they still bettered the team in some type of capacity. Um, I mean, I don't really know about the Texans. because, <laughs> but he, the, And then, then Texans is another thing, man. And 
I guess they feel like they've had a good offseason, but you you get the third pick, you trade your QB for the third pick, you grab a receiver, then you trade for a receiver, a gallop. So now you got a great receiving core, but nobody to throw them the ball. Well, he signed Drew Locke, and I don't know if he expects Drew that who? to be his franchise quarterback. But Drew that's who? who? But that's, it seems like that's who he's trying to put uh, all the, the weight on, on his shoulders, Drew Locke. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see how that pans out. It still, it doesn't make sense to me. It does, but I just want to talk about this Ramsey trade, though. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. like that was one. That's kind of one of the blockbusters. You got a ninety-nine overall uh, corner, X Factor, still young, twenty-eight years old, got three years left on his on his contract. I understand getting rid of him because of the, you know, you got to pay him what like twenty mil a year. Yeah. Which is a, a lot, a lot of money, especially when you. It's a lot of money, especially when you need a QB. You exact QBs ain't cheap. You know what I mean? They want literally around thirty mil easily, twenty to thirty mil easily, and that's a good QB. And Dak is obviously a good QB, a superstar dev. So I understand why you move Ramsey, and I feel like it was just a a great trade for the Chargers. I mean, they get a big time, a defense who, who kind of struggled. They get especially a big time piece. Yeah. A- especially in man coverage. They played a lot of zone last season. Got in a little bit of trouble with the, you know, <laughs> overusing zone. So I feel like they can they can play man now. You know, they got that corner because those corners are slow. Yeah. And it, you with having a number one corner, at least you're shutting down one receiver, right? Trying to make guys force it to other people defensively. And you can kind of use your, your linebacker or safety versus the other receiver like you can scheme around having Ramsey he didn't have anybody really to scheme around um you know Samuel's still up and coming still developing I feel like this was a great trade for the Rams as well because they they added Kenneth Murray who's probably one of the better younger uh linebackers in the game right now just his they needed speed. that it was a great great talent add on I feel like he got his money's worth with giving up Ramsey um and you added Samuel who's a, who's a superstar um or he's not a superstar I'm sorry he's a star corner but he's young. You don't have to pay him for another two seasons. Like you, you're unloading this cap space while taking on players that you really don't need to pay right now. So I feel like it was kind of a win-win for both sides. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's just gonna wrap it up for trades. Those are the ones that really stand out. If we talk about the draft, the draft was kind of wild. The draft was kind of wild. I don't yeah. even want to get into that. That's let's save that conversation for another <laughs> another day. Um, so our next topic, we're gonna get into season two, our season two preview, our power rankings. If you want to go over them real quick, the top ten power rankings uh going into season two, uh I mean year three. All right, so you know, the top ten power rankings, we got the Super Bowl champ Packers at number one, followed up by the Browns at two, um, Vikings at three, the Bills at four. Bengals at five, Panthers at six, seven is Cards, eight is Seahawks, and then we got nine is the Ravens, ten being the Chiefs. So that's a yeah, solid I, list. I like I like this list because obviously Super Bowl champ has to go on top, no yep. brainer. And obviously a well respected coach in Mac. I know he took the big time loss uh, to the Ravens, but one loss is not going to define you know the work that they put in all season and the season before. So this is just this is not a list based off season two. It's a list going into Overall, year three. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
So we got Vikings who's, you know, showed their dominance in the NFC for two seasons straight. So you got to put some respect on their name. Regardless, you know, and people might say they choke in the playoffs or, you know, it's not really, they're not really a playoff team. Obviously, I don't understand what's going on in the playoffs with the Vikings, but I feel like any given time, they can make a deep playoff run and win a Super Bowl. So you got to put that, you know, that respect on their name, uh, especially with the way they play. So, you know, a, a couple good games, I get them straight to the bowl, straight back to the bowl. Uh, the Bills at number four, who's, you know, an incredible season. They went eight and nine last season, which was good, which is good for them. You know what I mean? For for what they've uh, produced the past couple of cycles, eight and nine in the playoffs is a huge confidence booster. And you can see, you can see that transition into the in, into the the following season, where they went thirteen and four. So the yeah. Bills, I like at four. Uh, Bengals. I, I, this is this is just a, a really good list. If I could change anything. It'll just be the Chiefs and the Ravens at the bottom. That could be interchangeable. And also the Seahawks and Cards. I feel like that could be interchangeable also. But the rest of it, solid list. Definitely solid list. Um, and, you know, the Ravens being as low as – I mean, they're not necessarily low, but them being where they are in, in the list, I feel like has to do a lot with the roster movement. I feel like their team kind of – went down a little bit talent-wise, um, and that may come back to, to hurt them, especially because I feel like they really rely on the fact that their team was so talented. Um, you know, that, that that was the focus for them. That was just what the, the organization wanted to go for was making this team as, as talented as possible. So I feel like them, they could be higher on this list if it wasn't for that. I feel like them trading Marlon Humphrey is going gonna, is gonna, to take a hit. You, gotta, uh, you had two... Their defense is what kind of dominated in the playoffs versus Mac uh, in the wild card. It's it's just what dominated the playoffs. So them getting rid of Marlon Humphrey, now you lose a shutdown corner. You still got Gilly, who's still a shutdown corner, who's probably going to be a shutdown corner all cycle. But I feel like that's, a, that's that leaves a big hole. Now you have to focus because when you got two shutdown corners, you know both sides of the field is shut down. You just got to worry about probably in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't got to worry about getting killed by somebody's big-time receiver. So, I feel like now he has to scheme a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. All right, For so, sure. list is good, man. Top 10 power ranking. Uh, let's get into the, the spicy stuff. Hot takes, division predictions. <laughs> you know, the, the, the good stuff. The nitty-gritty. My favorite. Yeah, so, um, let's start off with the NFC, and let's start off. Let's just go straight at it, man. The best division in the NFC, FC North. Who you got and why? Talk to me. I want to go. Hot takes, man. I'm gonna go with Doc repeating. Uh, he's gonna win the division this time, though. I, he's gonna make the playoffs again, but I got him winning the NFC North this season. I feel like there's. I feel like he gets under Viking skin, like when they play. I, I just feel like there's there's a rivalry in that capacity this, to where he has leverage somehow over the Vikings when they play. It it, it like translates over into the Vikings games following the loss from the <laughs> Packers, and so I feel like he's got a good chance of just of just upsetting him um, during the season. And the Bears are definitely going to be in the mix. I could see three teams from this division making the playoffs, but I got I got the Packers winning the division. Yeah, and 
I agree with you, but I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna. I agree with you. You know, I understand. And like I said, I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna go against Doc, and I'm not going against Doc. I'm not going against Doc. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> outright, so the people know I'm not going against Doc. But I gotta stick to the the two time champion division, and I'm gonna go with DC again. I feel like in the regular season, he can just make it happen. Doc could throw can throw away some games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, when We've he's locked that. in, yeah, yeah. Obviously, when he's locked in, he's easily. You're not he, he's one of the best users in the league when he's locked in. So I'm not sure if regular season he he's locked in every single game for 17 games. DZ, I know he's gonna lock in every single game. So I'm gonna give it to Minnesota again, especially since he is so pissed that he lost to Doc. <laughs> you know, I feel like he's he's just gonna come in with a chip on the shoulder. I'm gonna give the division to Minnesota, but expect Doc to be back in the playoffs. I know guys are going to say, Yo, you, you know, you, you're going against Doc again. No, I'm just picking DZ. Um, so, NFC South. I'm going to talk about this one. The Falcons got a QB, but I don't expect them to do shit. <laughs> just <laughs> just going just gonna to go out there and say it. Um, without defense, man, this league is so hard to play in this league without a defense. And, I know guys yeah. think I got the offense, I got the weapons, I could be the best scorer in the league. But it, it's just not going to get you too far. You know what I mean? You've got to be able to play defense and run the ball. He has no running back. Nobody good that I know about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go with, with Carolina again, man. He, he did uh, really well. The team looks in the – in a really good direction. They get better and better every year. I'm going to go with Carolina again. I'm agree with you on Carolina for sure. Uh, this team is just, like you said, continuing to get better. They're adding some pieces. Um, he seemed to get some solid pieces in the draft as well. Um, and he's just continuing to improve, adding a lot of talent. What he was able to do with Mac Jones compared to what the Patriots was able to do with Mac Jones um, in just a season split, it was phenomenal. Um, and he was able to, you know, get in number one in the NFC. I expect him to come back hungry, especially because he had the, you know, the one and done, uh, the bye week and out pretty much situation for him. I expect him to definitely win the division. I expect the Bucks to have a better season just because the schedule itself is a lot more better spread out, I would say, with tougher opponents rather than having them all jammed into the first nine weeks. Um, and they also developed – Jordan Love and added some talent around him. I, this is going to be a hot take for at least this part of the division. I expect the Falcons to do better than the Saints. Mm. So the Saints who beat the Falcons, you expect them to do better. I, I'm yeah. probably going to agree with you, man. What I've seen, I haven't really seen much from the Saints. I haven't either. They, they got their QB. They got a QB. Right? Yeah. They got a QB. And so they weren't happy with the QB that they had, which he had some flashes, I will say, last season. He had like a five touchdown game. When he played the Falcons, I think he had 500 yards versus the Falcons defense, which the defense, if anything, got worse. Um, and so when you're in a division where you have the worst defense out of the three teams, that's definitely not going to get you the top spot at all. But I don't expect him to finish last due to the fact that if he does get in any shootouts, he could win the shootouts as long as he's just able to get one stop. 
just just one stop and just continue to, to score. But there's going to be a lot of teams that he plays in the NFC and AFC both that have defenses that are going to stop that offense. And that's where he's going to start to hit a, hit a roadblock there in getting six wins or so. Yeah. Um. So, NFC East. I'm just I'm gonna go with uh WFT. Yep. They got their guy. They got their guy. Big time running back, X Factor, or superstar. Don't quote me on I don't I don't remember. But they got their X guy, Factor. man. They got yeah, uh, a big time running back who can get it done for them. So I'm gonna go with WFT. Obviously they got the defense. That's a no they um we know, you know, they preach defense and running the ball. And I feel like that was their missing piece. That was a missing like you said, um, it's just what the team needed, you know, to make that those playoff runs to be talk to be Taco. You know what ta- for Taco to do what he does, he needed that piece. So I got WFT. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the the Cowboys got worse. They added some talent, like so. Cam Akers being added to this offense and then adding um. Uh, Diggs is phenomenal because you have Diggs and, and Lamb at the receiver position, but WFT has the defense to stop that. And he also has the run game to kind of keep you off the field, play action pass, all that. So with him getting better and everybody else in his division either getting worse or just kind of staying where they're at, I expect him to win the division. I feel like this was just kind of an off season for him, hit some roadblocks, uh, you know, in certain situations. But I expect him to win this division this time. Yeah, so NFC West. Talk to me. What do you think about the NFC West? Who you got? Mm, it's tough, man, because cards consistently have been playing at, at a decent level in a playoff caliber, right? Seahawks made the playoffs once and Rams made the playoffs once. I made a prediction with the Rams last season. They failed me. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the cards this season. Um only because of the fact that I felt like the Rams, they just weren't fully locked in in a lot of their games. You know, just whatever was going on with that team. Um, they added the talent. But this offense for the cards, man, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and Kuzi just finds ways to win. His his QB and wide receiver were out for two games, and I think they won both those games. They were both closely fought games, but they found a way to win. They got that rookie running back who's phenomenal. Just that offense plays very well, and there's some pieces on defense to get the job done. So, um I hope the Rams prove me wrong. I do because I picked them last season. If and if they could win this season, to kind of trail back a little bit, that'd be nice. But I got the cards. Um, Seahawks. I don't. I, I think will probably come either in second or third. This is another team that I could see having three playoff teams, but obviously not every NFC division can have three playoff teams. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna get, agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the cards also, just because they've greatly improved in the draft. They got. More weapons on offense. Uh, they got a, a nice safety. You know, they got better on defense, which is their their weak spot. But their offense is just extremely good. And they got their uh, a nice running back that they got in the draft last season. They've just been drafting really well. And I feel like that's what's going to keep them, you know, more successful. I feel like the Rams made some moves in the offseason. But I feel like losing Ramsey, it's just going to uh, – it's going to cause them not to be able to keep up offensively with the way that cars, you know, off the tempo that cars plays with. You're not going to have that shutdown to shut down Hopkins and the, the wide receiver that they grabbed in the draft. It's just a lot of talent on this Cardinals team. And I, and I feel like it's just going to be 
tough for the others, you know, to stop it. So I'm going to go with Arizona. Hmm. Okay. All right. So AFC West, this, and I feel like this one is tough because a, a lot of these teams, what I feel like the, you see the Raiders do well last season. Obviously they couldn't finish off the season the way they wanted to, and it cost them playoffs, but they did well that season, way better than the first season. Uh, Chargers made some nice moves in the offseason, getting a, a big, like we spoke about Jalen Ramsey, a big-time corner. And then Denver, I don't know about Denver. I don't expect to see Denver compete for this division. And then you got the Chiefs, who's, who has the best offense in the league, but they traded Duvernay. So I don't know, man. This is tough. I'm going to let you pick. <laughs> this is tough. I got to go back to the Chiefs. Um the Chargers, I feel like they definitely improved immensely, especially defensively. Adding Ramsey <laughs> can help them, bless you, help them compete uh, versus the Raiders and Chiefs, who who both um, had phenomenal seasons last year. I think the Raiders are going to come back hungry and have a strong season, but I expect the Chiefs to win this division. This team is just hard to stop. Um, they haven't lost too many players. I know they lost Duvernay, but their their main target is Kelsey. They still got um, Hill. I feel like he can trickle in some other players as well as, um, as the season goes on. He's got Kareem Hunt still with, with a, a nice running back, I think, behind him right now that he wants to kind of get into his offense with a defense that can make some plays. So I, I can see him win this division. Chargers, Chargers' offense is just too suspect to me. Um, they got some pieces, but there's just been a lot of games this season where it looks like they kind of throw the game away just by uh, turning the ball over too much. Um, and so I think that could come back to bite them as the season continues on. But I could definitely see them making the jump and possibly making the playoffs in the AFC as a wild card. I hot take, man. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Reason being, if the Chargers could run the ball, like you said, their offense has been has been suspect because they they they, they make some wild passes and do some unnecessary stuff. But they got a running back who just is just really hard to stop. You know, he falls for three yards. He's tough. He's going to fight for that extra yard. So I feel like if they can lean on the run game, and obviously with Jalen Ramsey being able to shut down every team's best receiver, because obviously this this team, I mean, this division has probably the best weapons on offense. You got Ruggs, Waller, you got um, Font and, and Sutton and, and um, Jerry, uh, Judy, and then you got Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill. So I feel like him getting Ramsey is, is going to be huge for him. So I'm going to go with the Chargers, man. Hot take. Okay. Sure, I can see it. All right, so so then the AFC South, I'll probably get into this one a little bit. Um, I think this is hands down the, the Jags uh, division once again. I expect the, the Colts, man, I want the Colts to make the jump so bad because they keep showing us flashes that they can play at a really high level against some really high – um, caliber users, I feel like they could easily topple over the Texans if, if they just played at, at the right capacity. But this is Jags' division to lose. We saw that last season. It was proved. If you start off 1-6 and six and you still win the division, it's clear that you're the division. Um, like, that's, that's your division. And I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, and I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Jags simply because if you can start off one and six and still win a division, I don't think the others want it. I don't think the others want it. And I feel like that's probably the worst season we've seen from the Jags. Hear what I'm saying? This, hear what I'm saying? 
That's probably the worst season we've seen from the Jags, and they still managed to win the division. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we see that from the Jags again. I don't think we see them struggle like that again. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Jags. It's, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm going to agree with you. Now, the AFC North, man, the, the toughest division in the AFC. Like pretty similar to the NFC NFC North. You know, they you could say, you know, these two divisions are, are almost identical. We got Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, forget about Pittsburgh, and we got Cleveland. <laughs> so we got Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland. Who do you got, man? Cleveland. I feel like that's a no brainer. Um, and it's it's nothing to do with with the Ravens. Like it's not me saying, oh, this is a bad team because they're not. They're a very talented team with, with a, a really good user. But that talent, like like we just talked about, has gotten worse. They're losing players now because of their cap situation. So, um, I just expect the the Browns to come out hungry. You know, this is a a, a multiple six time winning Super Bowl team uh they want to get to the playoffs they want to be in those situations playoff mac wants to be in the spotlight and so i think he's gonna do everything he can this season to get himself back in that position yeah and i think he's gonna hold a grudge with that with that look i feel like he was embarrassed and he's never i feel like i've never seen mac like that and i feel like he's never felt that before so i feel like he's gonna come back with a vengeance um i can't go against the gray man it's mac can't go against the green. I got Cleveland also. I'm going to agree with you. So that's going to wrap it up for our, our season uh, year three preview, uh, season 19. Uh, we, episode... we didn't even go over AFC East. <laughs> we did it? I no. We did. Oh, all right. So AFC I mean, East. it's it's easy, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like that one is, you know, everybody went under 500 except the Bills. You know, yeah, the Bills, this is right. going to be an easy one. We don't even Bills. need to discuss this. Yeah, one. nobody, everybody <laughs> knows, man. Bills is going to win that one. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I thought we went over that division. But it's kind of obvious. Like, do we need to? It's self-explanatory, man. Look at <laughs> Just look at it. So, I got Buffalo, man. It's, it's a walk in the park for him, honestly. Literally, he's just uh, walking the dog, basically. Yeah, Buffalo all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, now that's going to wrap it up. Um for our episode one season 19 podcast looking forward to an exciting uh season three minus the the draft ea bs but we make it happen every time and no matter what it is we prosper we make it happen because it's not really the game it's the league it's what we bring to the game so gonna wrap it up man any last words jerome no, I'm, I'm just ready for this this season. Hoping for uh, the remainder of the cycle to be glitch free, man. Uh, <laughs> last night made me nervous, so I'm happy that everything's is doing okay. Yo, those of you guys that's on the brink of rules that got three, four violations, man, be careful. It's dangerous, man. These guys are watching. They're trying to get you out of here. You've got to lock in. Make sure you read rules before every game because they they're trying to get you out of here, bro. It's that simple. <laughs> It might even be weightless, guys, bro. I, I feel like they trying to get a team. They, You got to be careful, man. It's eyes everywhere. So that is going to wrap it up. Going to catch you guys. Holla.